Welcome to the Life Chapters podcast, Real Women, Real Stories. Hi, I'm Stacey, and I am super passionate about showing everyday women like you that they really do have a story to share. In my opinion, everyone deserves to be heard. And on this podcast, you will get to meet some pretty fabulous women who have amazing stories to tell. Some of the stories you hear might trigger you, but they're all spoken by the women who lived them. Some of them will make you smile, some of them might make you cry. I'm here today with the amazing Hannah Lloyd. Hannah and I have known each other for around about three years in person, probably five years or so online. Hannah found me on what was the Soup Dragon Instagram account. It's obviously now not the Soup Dragon Instagram account because it's now the Life Chapters Instagram account. Um, Hannah is a business development manager for Scottish Land and Estates. So she has a very, let's say, a high-powered corporate role. Um, But I know there's an underlying story to Hannah, and this is what she is here to share with us today. So, Hannah, I'm just going to hand it over to you. Can you tell my audience what you may have this high powered role on the surface, but let's let's peel the surface away. Tell me a little bit about the story of the woman behind the high powered role. Thanks, Stacey. I'm so excited to be here. It's um it's so exciting when you get asked to to do something like this um and i think for me there's lots happened so i'm going to go right back to the beginning bit of background i'm one of three girls london born and then we moved slowly up the country with my dad's job ended up in edinburgh um love edinburgh great city went to uh school in edinburgh went to st george's for secondary school brilliant school breeding strong independent women that's their kind of like motto that's what you're told that's what you believe kind of in 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 that way when you when you leave school and you're you're thrown out into the world and I left school with a place at university to do primary education and I headed to South Africa and ran a school in a children's home and I was like yeah I'm gonna be a teacher that's me. That's my course in life. Well, Stacey's just told you I'm not a teacher. So something obviously happened then. So I um, ran a school in a children's home. Incredible experience working with children who really needed the support. And um, and it was it was an amazing experience, but very intense. We lived on site um, the kids were right there all the time, which is um, which is very intense when you're 17 and then turn 18 in the year that you're you're there and I was there for a year Um, and then I came back but I realized in that year that children are great but they're not for me (laughs) like I don't want to spend my whole life (laughs) working with kids that's not for me and it's not where actually my true passions lie and I didn't really know where they did lie so that's been a bit of a journey for me to find that and um, I had a place at university I went to university and six weeks in after so much admin mess up I dropped back out of university and but came back had a place the following year to do business management unconditional place so I had a year in Edinburgh finding myself living at home spent a lot of time my mum and dad's sofa some great learning experiences at the job centre and 
I am not someone who is qualified in life to sit next to somebody who's handcuffed to a police officer in the job centre. But that is a story for another for another day. I think I wasn't handcuffed. I wasn't handcuffed. It was merely the queue. <laughs> merely the queue. Um, so I went back to university and um, did business management. And in that, I took some extra modules in real estate um, and ultimately graduated four years later with a joint honours degree in business management and real estate. Only relevant because it explains how I ended up doing my job I did before I joined Scottish Land Estates. Um, so I left university, applied for all the grad schemes, um, all the big all the big names in property um, that you see on the side of buildings, you know, CBRE, JLL, Savills, all of them have grad schemes. And um, you apply and it's you, you know it's a very automated thing. And I was very much computer says no. And I know now, which I didn't know at the time, but I know now that computer said no because I didn't actually want to do those jobs. That isn't me. It wasn't me. Didn't want to be a surveyor. <laughs> wasn't what I wanted to do. And I think now I know that when you try and write about something that you're not passionate about, that you don't really care about, it comes across and it comes across to your audience. And I know that's something that like Stacey talks about all the time. <laughs> so I, I Oh, it's, it's, it's as if we planned this bit of the interview. <laughs> Which we didn't. You are so right. If if you are not passionate about something, that shows when you try and communicate that, whether it's talking to somebody, whether it's writing something, whether it's sending an email, that if the passion's not there, the passion's not there. Okay, so you've told me so much that I didn't even know about you already. Um, okay, so I'm intrigued. So the grad jobs didn't come off. So so how did that how did that make you feel? Oh, I felt I felt awful actually at the time and, and I had already had when I've been at the job centre I'd applied for about 200 250 jobs and not not heard back from most of them but not got any of them and so I was already quite wary of applying for jobs so this process didn't really help that <laughs> except that I had in my summer holidays I'd had jobs that had been really successful um from uni so I'd worked for an inventory company um across Edinburgh and then in Aberdeen where I was at uni and then I got a job through that and through building relationships with people which is a kind of key theme in what takes us all the way forward to where we are today. Um, I got a job at a letting agency and worked with them for two summers and then I joined them full-time when I graduated. So having failed to get a grad job, they were like, hold on, we've got a job for you. We'd love to have you for a year, um, just over a year, to, um, to support them and, and to work with them and then, you know, see what happened. And it felt very much like it was a kind of stopgap job for me, but I'm the kind of person that just threw, I threw myself into it wholeheartedly. Anyway, I, I helped them, really helped them systemize and write down their processes. Um, in a small letting agency, the role of lettings manager can turn over relatively frequently. And not having any of your processes written down means that every time someone's reinventing the wheel. And so... I tried to break that cycle for them and wrote this massive, I mean, it's like, it was an enormous <laughs> ring binder of processes and how to and, and everything. So that when the next person came in, that was something they could build on. Um, and 
and so then I worked for them and then by chance and this is where one of my massive loves of social media comes from and a former employee of GLM who I worked for before I joined Scorchland in the States um, posted a project they were working on um, on social media on Facebook I had never heard of GLM I'd never heard of the five farms that they were working on at the time and um and I was intrigued I was like this building is amazing and then I went on their website and discovered all these amazing projects and I was like oh this is a really cool company kind of one of those things you lodge in the back of your head and you think oh I'm working in this job till October there's no rush there's no need for me to do anything and and in my head I was like oh maybe I could still be a surveyor thinking do I want to be a surveyor maybe and then about three weeks later, they posted a job advert for a marketing associate and PA to the managing director position at GLM. My mum sent it to me because the same family friend shared it. My mum saw it and she was like, this maybe is kind of a bit of you. And it's at GLM who you've just been talking about. And, um, and it was a bit of me. <laughs> and I applied and I worked for GLM for five and a half years. And this is where like we can really get into the, the nitty gritty of what happened because I joined as a quite a shy, quite self-doubting <laughs> um, graduate. You know, I didn't really know what I was capable of in the, in the world of work. You're trying to decipher everything you've learned at uni in theory and how that actually applies to business in practice. Wouldn't it be amazing if they actually taught you how business actually works <laughs> at university rather than just all the theory? I think that would be incredible. Um, and this is where I think mo uh, modern apprenticeships and stuff are really have a really good place in society moving forward. But I very much joined and sat behind my desk. I did the job I'd been shown how to do by the girl who did my job before me. And for about a year, I sat there trying to find myself, working out my place in the firm, working out how my role fitted into a team of very technical uh, building spheres and architects. And I was very much, you know, my job is marketing. I'm like, well, and you try and research that out with GLM and not many other firms have someone other professional services firms of architects and building surveyors exist never mind have someone in a marketing role who you could turn to and be like can you help <laughs> like there's just not that many people so so I really was finding my feet but also really struggling with my own confidence but trying to hide it trying not to portray that externally you know wearing that like mask of this is great. I'm fine. There's nothing, there's no issues here. There's nothing to, I don't need to do any work on myself. Like I'm fine. I can like handle my job. And then I realized that if I wanted to have a future with GLM, so the girls who've done my job before me, both highly competent uh, charter marketers, which I am, I might be highly competent now, but I'm not a charter marketer. So I was like, I'm nothing compared to them. But they, um, both of them had been in the role for about two and a half years um, and then they'd moved on. And they both, they were both from the States and they both moved back to the States, which was why they'd moved on. But also in my head, I had this, this fixation on the fact that the life of this job was two and a half years. And if I was going to do anything, I had two and a half years. So 
by the time I spent a year kind of trying to hide myself down, trying to build my own competence at the job, reading every evening, like reading marketing books and trying to like actually appear to have a clue what I was talking about. And also trying to decipher documentation that they had written that's incredible. Like, don't get me wrong, absolutely incredible, but very jargon heavy. So to me, as a not chartered marketer and to the technical team, it now turns out, they had no idea, no understanding of the documents. They didn't really know what they were talking about. Um, so I spent most of the first year and then probably the first 18 months, actually, um, simplifying those documents, putting them into plain and simple English, making them something that was really understandable by those who weren't. And that, for me, was like quite an empowering thing to do because suddenly I was like, Actually, I don't need to doubt myself about my knowledge because actually the part of the doubt that was coming in initially was that I was reading these documents that didn't really make sense to me, but it's because they were written in this like marketing language. And once you start to open that conversation, you discover that others also didn't know what it meant. And then you're like, oh, maybe I'm not so, not so, not so bad after all. But I spent almost the entirety of the first 18 months at my desk. I never went out. I never met people. And then I was like, something has to change here. (laughs) Like, and I started going to some events, um, with colleagues to kind of hear how they spoke about GLM and, and how, um, how we portrayed ourselves in, in the market. And, um, and I went, particularly I went to events hosted by Scottish Land and Estates, who I now work for. They do a lot of walk and talk events on estates and so it's a really informal atmosphere and really nice way to kind of meet fellow members both landowning and um, professional and trade members and kind of connect with people so it's a, so that was a really good good thing for me and I also um, about the same time started working with a guy called Tony Hoskins who is an action coach business coach who has coached GLM for I think now about 10 years um, and I owe so much, so much of the person I am today, I owe to the time that um, I was lucky enough to have invested with with Tony, because I do feel it was a huge privilege to get to work so closely with such an accomplished business coach. Um, Tony's been a business coach for a long time and is um, highly competent. And the action coach system allows businesses to learn and businesses to flourish and is a really good a really good system and I now know a selection of action coach business coaches who are all equally incredible so I started working with Tony and he was tasked with helping me get to kind of the next the next level to level myself up um, and in doing that it was about building confidence and building confidence in my own ability that others were telling me they could see but that this part of me was still struggling to believe and and this has been a theme at like a back at school like I remember sitting down with like the careers advisor and her telling me you know I can do this I remember sitting down with one of my lecturers in when I was writing my dissertation at university and she she was like you know you know you're capable of this <laughs> like it's not beyond you but that's that that kind of inability to believe in myself was was really really prevalent um and then at G- back at GLM I was looking at how GLM could go forward 
I'd kept hearing people, directors talking about growth of the business, growth of the team, growth of who we were. And I didn't know how that could happen. Didn't know how that could work. Didn't know what that meant, what that was. And then, then I was like, hang on. I think if we're going to grow, we need to be in more places. And this is a was a real turning point in my personal development and growth. I was going to a Scottish Land and Estates event with Ian, who was our managing director, my boss. And he and I were talking in the car, driving up through Speyside, talking in the car about how do you how do we get more business up in the north? And I just turned to him and said, We be here. And in many ways the rest is history. <laughs> But what happened on the back of that conversation was that Ian and I went on to do a, a period of research and um, a period of uh, reporting to board. And we ultimately, GLM opened an office in, in Inverness and I relocated from the comfort of behind my desk in Edinburgh to be the face of the business in, in Inverness. And that period of about a year that it took us to get all our ducks in a row to get board approval tony hoskins and i worked tirelessly on my ability to be present to be the face of the business to be confident i was like you know i had affirmations written the whole way down my mirror and then half the time i'd then be like oh these are all rubbish rip them off throw them away then do it again you know, like the whole way down my mirror like you know and really really telling myself a completely different story to the story I told, told myself that the best place for me was behind the desk because um, I wasn't really very personable and I was best just to to sit where I was and not really do anything else and and um, Stacey you've you've met me at, at events and I think I think that's wrong okay <laughs> I think that I think that was probably a lie I was telling myself I think I can now identify oh, that 100% 100% a lie that you were telling yourself <laughs> I'm intrigued though. So you said you were telling yourself an incorrect story and you've worked mm -hmm. with the business coach to, to give you tools and tips and, and affirmations. Mm -hmm. So can you sum up what, what the difference is from where you were to where you are today? It's quite a difficult thing to sum up because it's been quite an incremental process. And, and I, I very much think that the line fake it till you make it has been was for a long time very much part of what I was doing. I was like, I'll just put on this face. I can do this. Um, and just, I was in, um, I relatively recently wrote an article. Actually, it's probably nearly a year ago now. Um, wrote an article for Executive Magazine in Inverness where I talked about going to my first Highland Businesswomen event. And I remember walking in, and I remember the whole time there. I'd been at an event at lunchtime in Perth. That was easy. I didn't care. like, you know, I was meeting a colleague there. That was safe. I was going to this event in at Bogbane Farm on the edge of Inverness. Never been to Bogbane. Didn't even know how you got there. And that was a big learning for me, actually, that confidence comes from knowing where you're going as well. So like I have then since gone on to do stuff like go and just check where I'm going before an event. Um, but the um, I walked, I remember going to that event and the whole time driving to that event I'd just been like I just have to pretend I'm okay I just have to walk in pretend I'm confident pretend 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 fake it fake it fake it and then 
now, if you told me to walk into a room of people I didn't know, I'd be totally fine with it. You know, I, I host these events now, like I'm totally comfortable with it. But I think that I have definitely shifted the story I tell in my head and it has been verified by real success. So I moved to Inverness, I opened the office for GLM and my role overnight changed from being behind the desk to being at everything, every networking event, being the face of, of GLM, meeting people, connecting with people. Um, and I did that huge, like hugely effectively. Um, I don't think, I wouldn't have said that at the time and I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't have said that till quite recently, but actually now I look back and in the space of about nine months, I gained about 900 connections on LinkedIn with people who were, who I'd met or connected with or who connected with me because they had a connection to the Highlands and they wanted to see what was going on, any of those things. I put myself forward quite spontaneously to be on the board of Highland Businesswomen, which was one of the best things I could have done because actually giving back to the business community was what that was about for me but what it actually did was gave me a face in front of the business community it gave me a platform to raise my own profile and it gave me a platform to build my confidence from to realize that building relationships and supporting and encouraging and connecting others is actually what makes me tick and actually the bit that I really love and then women in property comes in um, and I founded a branch of women in property in the Highlands. So I'd been kind of loosely involved, very backstage on the committee, um, helping them with their marketing in for about four and a half years now. And um, and women in property had branches in central Scotland and in northern Scotland, but there was nothing in the Highlands. And I couldn't find women in property and construction. I kept being introduced to men in property and construction men you're brilliant I like I don't have an issue I really don't have an issue but I wasn't connecting at a level that was like more than business it was always you know very business and I wanted because I'd moved somewhere I didn't know anyone you know moved to Venice I literally knew nobody and I was like I needed to find people that I really clicked with and Highland Businesswomen had started that process and then women in property really took that to the next to the next level and so I founded the branch of Women in Property in November 2019. We gained great momentum and I was the face of it. So I had, like, by that point, we were probably, what was that, seven months into Inverness? Where I'd been there. The faking it was kind of over. I'd kind of really started to tell myself a different story. I'd started to believe the affirmations. I'd started to acknowledge that I actually was valuable as an individual, as part of a wider business community, as part of GLM, and that what I was doing was beneficial to more than just us at GLM. And that by creating these connections, I was able to give back and do more. And at the launch event in November for Women in Property, I stood at the front of the room and spoke, and there were 50 people at the lunch. And I do not do public speaking, right? <laughs> That's, I was like, and for like the few days before I'd been like I'd hardly eaten I felt so sick I was like I can't stand up in front of this room of 50 people and like everyone's just gonna laugh at me I'm gonna trip over my words I'm not gonna be able to you know real really struggling with it and I was like I have to tell myself a different story I have to change this narrative and and I 
did and then a couple of my friends were at the lunch who I know really well and they they were like you've got this you'll be fine and then I went up and spoke and I was like okay done that's me <laughs> I'm never public speaking again <laughs> well I public spoke a few weeks ago months ago now this is live at um an event that Stacey you spoke at for me as well for women in property and women in property has been a huge source of confidence finding opportunities um and I also think I can't underestimate how much confidence I gained from putting all this into practice over zoom so covid came changed the world for us all um but actually being sat in my own home behind the computer and hosting events. I hosted loads of events for women in property, uh, for Highland Business Women and for women in property, but mainly for Highland Business Women. We did weekly events in the first lockdown and they were hosted between kind of two or three of us. So we were hosting them all the time. Being sat in my own home, I had this like confidence of like, well, this is my home. I know how this works. This is like my space. And I was hosting them. I was like, you know, introducing people and I was connecting with people who previously had maybe have slightly intimidated me they were maybe really senior in their industry or you know and I was like oh hang on we're all on a level playing field because you're also sat in your house and your cat might also come and walk across the screen and you know any of these things <laughs> I mean, you know your children might run in naked behind you and there's nothing you can do about it you know and I was like we're all on this same real level playing field and I think that period probably March to July last year I I had struggled a little bit with my identity as everything stopped and everything like and all the stuff I did stopped. But then I really found my inner confidence because I was able to do it in my own home. And I don't know what would have happened if that period of time hadn't happened. And then the real icing on the cake um September was September 2021 when um so in I think it was about August time, July, must have been July, one of my colleagues came to me and asked me to, if she could nominate me for an award. And I was like, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Simple, straight answer. The first thing that comes into your head. No, thanks. <laughs> no, thanks. I was like, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm anything special I don't think there's any reason why you should nominate me for an award over anyone else and she was like no I really think the Association of Scottish Business Women Awards she's like I really think we should put you forward and I was like I really don't and she was like okay she's like I'll tell you what I'll send you a bullet point list of all the reasons why all the things you've done that means that we should nominate you for this award and um she did that and I let it sit in my inbox for about two weeks, <laughs> like unread, unopened, like, so then, and then I was like, oh, I really should read that email from her. So I read it and um, at the end she said, please can you help me write your nomination? I don't know enough kind of detail. I'll nominate you, but can you write the, can you write the detail? And so I was like, oh, I really don't know. And then she said to Ian, who's my boss and he was, who was my boss and, um, and he said, oh, yeah, I think you should I think you should go forward for it. And I was like, oh, well, now I have to, don't I? Because I've been told by, <laughs> told by someone senior. So together, Diane um, and I wrote this nomination. 
and as part of the nomination you had to get a couple of references so um ian my boss wrote me one and um laura banks who i work with at women in property wrote me one and um i also asked various people to write me recommendations on linkedin and those the references and the recommendations combined made me really really think about the fact that actually maybe I am something different to other people I'm not you know I do do more or I do give more and that maybe that is something worth recognizing and ultimately Diane and I wrote this nomination and I really assessed where I was at um ultimately it's probably the reason I've moved on from GLM as well um because it really made me acknowledge that I'd outgrown my role, that I was ready for a new challenge, that I'd grown so much that actually the business of, of GLM needed somebody different. It didn't need me and I needed something something new. And so I moved on. And then in September, well, I knew I was moving on. And then September, this awards thing came and I really didn't know. I kind of went into the event. I was like sat at home I'd been invited to a couple of, there was, it was a virtual event, but there were a couple of in-person events in Edinburgh and Perth and Ayr. And I'd been invited to a couple and I was like, oh, I'm not going to them. I've got no chance of winning. So, so I'm just going to sit at home as a wedding the night before, you know, sat at home, scones and a cup of tea, perfect Sunday afternoon. <laughs> and then it got to my award category and, um, and Marie Smith from, Smith Wild Photography and, and Murray starts reading the um the like fight the winner paragraph and I was like that can't be me no way can that be me <laughs> that that's not not me not me and uh and then she said and the winner is Hannah Lloyd and I was like completely speechless my mouth must have just like dropped open <laughs> and we're on video and they made me full screen <laughs> Oh, congratulations! <laughs> That's amazing. So, for, for for the sake of complete clarity, please tell my audience what what the award was that you won. So, I won the Association of Scottish Businesswomen One to Watch Award 2021. Incredible award to have won, actually, and um, a really interesting selection of finalists. Um, and you know, it's easy to compare yourself to to others and. And, and see what they're doing but I was I think I think I was the youngest of the finalists in our category um, and I've gone on so probably about the time this is be going live I'm turning 30 so I turned 30 at the end of February and um, and I have had various conversations with people since winning the award who are like of course you're one to watch because you're you're young and but also you've already achieved so much in the time before you're even before you're even 30 you know and and I think GLM you know we we set these targets for our Inverness office and we I think it's about 190 percent we exceeded them in our in our first you know first phases of the of the of the office being open which has exceeded all expectations I went on to I left Inverness to relocate with with my boyfriend and to, to Ayrshire in February 2021 and um, took on a farmhouse renovation which 
today I'm sat here really regretting because there's we've newly plastered living room and there's water coming through the ceiling. Woohoo! <laughs> Just what you need. Um, but I now and have in the time I was still at GLM got lots of phone calls from people just saying oh we've heard about you guys can you quote for this project or here's another project opportunity or here's another project opportunity to me and to my colleagues and that's um that's I mean that's basically all my doing and that's that's incredible um and then I've gone on to get this job at Scottish Land in the States which I started just before Christmas and um that's also a result of the work I did in Inverness, where I built relationships, developed developed relationships and, and gained something from them. And my new role is all about building relationships with members, prospective members, landowners, and ensuring that we as an organisation deliver the best we can for. So we spoke earlier on about saying where children were not your passion <laughs> and that's why you didn't pursue the teaching yeah. would you say that you have now found your passion y yes I would I think my passion is people helping supporting encouraging and con ultimately connecting I think connecting is the key word one of my all-time favorite things to do is when somebody says oh I'm looking for someone who can is doing x I'm looking for someone to help me tell my story. And I go, speak to Stacey, because there's nobody else that you should speak to. You know, or I'm looking to build my personal brand or develop my business. And, you know, and you can say, you can connect people who are like-minded or who are looking for the same thing. Sometimes it doesn't work out. You know, I've got friends who are like, oh, I need a website for my business. And, you, you know, I know various people who can help them with a website. And sometimes they don't click, but sometimes it helps them get to the right answer for what they actually need and the right solution for them and those bits for me are the bits where I'm like yep this is the this is the absolute best and that is my that is ultimately that's that's what I'm so passionate about and where I've thrived it shines through <laughs> um you are so good at that connecting people thing um I've been to lots of events that you've hosted um you are a very eloquent public speaker you do engage the room um, and you do make those connections. You've put me in touch with people and other people have come to me because you've told them to. So the, the connection is incredibly good. And I'm so pleased that throughout those ups and downs of the self-doubt and wh where that confidence was getting knocked or it just wasn't there, you've come full circle because you are one of the most confident people I know. So. Yeah. It's, it's such a good thing. Um, everybody I'm interviewing, I ask them if they would um, give me a life quote or a verse or a, a saying or something that actually means something to them. So would you share with my audience what you chose? Yeah, so um, I really struggled with this because I have lots of quotes on display round my round my kind of working area Um and I've got a few, a few firm, firm favourites. Um, I also, I'm, this isn't my one for this, but I'm still going to say it anyway. But um, it's not bragging if it's based on facts is one of my absolute favourites at the moment because I think um, we really struggle sometimes to big ourselves up, um, as I have just done for the last half an hour. <laughs> 
it can be really difficult but everything i've said is based on facts therefore it's not bragging <laughs> it's just true so 100 <laughs> that's but my absolute favorite one is um a comfort zone is a beautiful place but nothing ever grows here um because i know that if i had stayed at glm in edinburgh it had already become my comfort zone 18 months in and i would never have grown to be the person I am today. I would never have been recognised for an award. I'd never have been invited onto anyone's podcast. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, and I wouldn't have grown into to who I am today. And I know that leaving GLM, moving to a new role, is, has expanded my comfort zone further. And it's it's my almost my duty to myself to keep pushing that comfort zone. A little bit further and a little bit further to reaching out to that person who who scares me to reaching out to that person behind the Instagram account because you never know where it might lead or you know any of those any of those things if you connect with someone and you feel something then then reaching out because ultimately growing your comfort zone is is the best way to grow as a to grow as a person and that's so a comfort zone is a beautiful place but nothing ever goes there. I love that sentiment um, and I 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. Hannah, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you today. Thank you so much for sparing me the time, agreeing when I reached out and asked you. Um, and I can only wish you every success with Scottish Land and Estates. I know that you're going to smash it. I look forward to the, the invitations for lunch and all the different events that you're going to be hosting. Um, and I am so looking forward to just watching you grow. You are definitely one to watch. So thank you so much for agreeing to come and chat with me today. You're so welcome. Thanks, Stacey. And I would say to all your listeners, find me on LinkedIn, on Instagram, um, connect with me. And um, I'd love to I'd love to hear from you. If, if anything's resonated, if you want to know more, then do reach out and find me. And uh, you will have all Hannah's contact details will be in the show notes for this episode. So you can go and connect with Hannah, say hi, tell her that you, you found her on the podcast. Um, so that's, uh, that's us for this time. Um, next time, there will be another amazing woman telling you her story. What a powerful story. If you want more information about my guest or their story, check out the show notes. All the details are there. I would love to know what you think about this episode. Head over to Instagram at the Life Chapters pod and tell me what you think. I really would love to know. And if you have a story to share and you want to do it here on the Life Chapters podcast, please get in touch. My door's always open and I would love to give you the platform to share your story. 